everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Cosimo Studio Tours podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of an artist's studio. Each week, we'll do an in-depth feature on an artist, exploring the ins and outs of what it's like being an artist, as well as the highs and lows from a creative and business perspective. This week on Cosimo Studio Tours, we visit artist Fiona G. Roberts' studio located in Bank at the Copple Project in London. In this interview and on this episode, we delve into a variety of topics ranging from her latest body of work, women artists, as well as gender inequality in the art world, running through the statistics as well as the stagnant 2% of top-tier female artists who sell at art auction. Fiona G. Roberts holds an MA in painting from Wimbledon College of Arts, University of the Arts London, where she received the Vice Chancellor Scholarship. She completed two years at the Terps Banana Painting School. She has participated in multiple group shows in London and in the UK, including Denton's Art Prize Exhibition, Trinity Boy Wharf Drawing Prize Exhibition, ING Discerning Eye, Royal Academy Summer Exhibition 2021. We Are Such Stuff As Dreams Are Made On at Aleph Contemporary London, Two Doors at Tarte Gallery, Winners, Award-Winning Artists, Mall Galleries in London in 2022. She was also shortlisted for the Rouche Bouchard Self-Portrait Prize 2021 and the 2021 Figurative Art Now exhibition where she was awarded a mentorship prize. Okay, so hello everyone. Um, I'm here sitting with Fiona artist Fiona G. Roberts um, at her studios in Angel Court and Bank at the Couple Project. Um, so Fiona, thank you so much for being here and going to this interview. I was excited to delve into your work. I love sitting in the studios and looking at everyone's paintings, so I'm excited <laughs> just to walk through them and have you explain them to me. Um, so the first question I like to ask people is, um, can you tell me about your artist story? Essentially, what was the journey that led you to becoming an artist? Okay. Um, so I think the honest answer is I've probably always been an artist. I think um, if you're an artist, you're just compelled to make things and to do things and to make art. And so I've always done that, really. And it was the thing that made me happiest as a kid or even throughout my whole life, really. Um, but my parents thought that going to art school wasn't a great idea. So um, I did other things first. My first degree is from the London School of Economics. Um, so mm. I went there and, and I did another degree. Sort of close to here. Yeah, anyway, quite close. Yeah. yeah, it's not too far from here. <laughs> not too far. Yeah. And um, from there I did, um, I then did, a, went to Goldsmiths actually, and then I did, I uh, was a research fellow, an academic research fellow, and I was a teacher. So I've done lots of things, but all the time I was building up my art practice. I never stopped doing art. I was always, throughout all this, I was still making art. And eventually I... Um, did my master, MA in painting. So I did a master's in painting um, at uh, Wimbledon, University of the Arts London. That was in, I graduated, I got a scholarship to do that, um, which was really brilliant. And I graduated in 2016 mm-hmm. from that. And then I sort of launched myself as an artist after that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's wow. my arts journey. That is so interesting. That's why we had a mutual art art business kind yeah. of this background in business yeah. what did you major in at, I did sociology sociology MC, okay yeah. and research methods so okay. goldsmiths yeah 
Okay, so sociology at LSE, and then, yeah. okay. That's yeah. interesting. So sociology is a little bit more the creative-ish. Yes. I call it the creative-ish yes. side of business. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me a bit about your art practice, the mediums you work with, and the themes you explore, because it's quite interesting. And a little backstory, we met through the couple projects, or couple projects, um, Private view or the exhibition? exhibition the yeah. exhibition. Well, yeah. oh, both the private view and the exhibition, I met you. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, I think we really met, but I went to both. <laughs> so I saw the show twice. <laughs> but we officially met, and um, so that was a little backstory of how we connected. But can you tell me, so I thought your work was quite interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about your paintings and your practice? Sure. So um, I'll tell you about the sort of practical aspects first. I work in quite a broad variety of mediums. Um, May, at the moment, mainly oils, oil on board, oil on canvas, sometimes oil on perspex. Or, um, I also um, use acrylics sometimes, and I also use inks quite mm -hmm. a bit. Um, and whatever I'm doing, whether it's with across all those mediums, I'm doing a similar thing really, which is thinning down the medium and using lots of layers. So um, building up layers and yeah, lots of sort of watery layers. Okay. So, um, I do, so although the medium is quite different, I'm sort of doing the same thing. Where did, you, where did that thinking, that kind of process go from, that, this intention to do that, this sort of, yeah, this sort of technique? Um, I think it's just something, if I'm honest, it's just developed over the years. You know, a lot of art is about um, trial and error. In fact, so much of it is trial and error. And actually, um, a lot of the... Th breakthroughs that I've had in my art practice have come through errors, what you might see as errors, but um, they've actually been something that I want to keep because I think, oh, actually, it's, that's a breakthrough. It's actually really worked. It's really good, but it was unintentional. So I think it came from just years of doing things, and I realised that that's what I, I like, those effects the best. Mm -hmm. So from that, really. So going back, as you've done art your whole life, mm. what were you always interested in painting? Where painting was this consistent thing? How? What sort of styles or mediums did you experiment or divulge in then? Drawings and paintings, okay. really. Um, whatever I could get my hands on. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of art depends on practicalities. And you know, when I was a mom, for instance, as I am a mom, sorry, but when I had my baby, <laughs> when, I <was> <laughs> when I had my baby, and I, the only way I could make art was at the kitchen table while she was playing around. And um, I couldn't use oils at that mm -hmm. stage because it's toxic, you know, the um, thinners and things are really toxic. So you couldn't have that around a baby. So when she came along, I had to switch from oils to acrylics, which are much less toxic. And so it's things like that that kind of, or it depends on your space. Or if I haven't got a, if I, you know, at times when I haven't had a studio, I've maybe gone back to my drawings or um, just working really small. But mm -hmm. if I have a studio, then I'll work bigger. So, so much of it, I think, depends on practicalities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of being a woman artist as well, because we have to be really Flexible, you know, our lives are often, our career trajectories are often affected by things like motherhood and yeah. you, we, we all know what, you know, the caring responsibilities that women have. So I think all that feeds into your art practice. It both informs what you make and it informs how you make yeah. it. 
So. I think that's a very perfect relatable anecdote for not just being an artist that many mm. artists can relate to, but specifically women in the mm. arts, but also women working in every field. Absolutely. <laughs> You're very adaptable. Absolutely. You're very <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to be flexible. Yeah. You, you have to be flexible. You can't give up. You have to do uh, multitask. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. The brief tangent, by the way, I was watching, it was Reese Witherspoon because she owns a production company, Mm. but she did say in every film, Mm. they always have the trope used to be that women would say, what do we do now? Mm. Where she's like, in real life, mm. has have you ever heard a woman mm. <laughs> say, mm. like, if a man says, well, like, well you're in mm. a situation, have you has a woman really ever said, what do we do now? <laughs> like, mm. what do we do now? She goes, no, we have to react mm. usually and figure things out. Whether their voices mm. are mini- minimized or they're saying it quietly, mm-hmm. in some way, mm-hmm. you have to be somewhat... Yeah, not even calculative, just adaptive. So I think mm. slight pop culture tangent, mm. but that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of women, with the subjects, and not that's maybe gen- not gender specific, mm. but can you talk about the subjects of your work? Because sure. I'm looking at the one behind me, which can remind me of the the title of. Like yeah. what, can you remind me the title? I'll start with here. You can describe any of the works, yeah. but that was just no, the so one we saw. I think that's untitled 59. I think yeah. it is. Um, because I just give them numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So it's untitled whatever, but we can find it on... I can't even remember. I think it's, it's untitled fine. 59. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the subject. Well, it's as you can see, some of them aren't gender-specific. That's true. But a lot of them are women. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm kind of fascinated by the human condition and by how the world is kind of navigated and negotiated through emotions, really, mm-hmm. and how it is to be a woman in the world. And and that, that I often work in series, and this latest series, if you notice, most of them have got um, red hair. That's how it's got, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they've all got red hair. And sort of to put that into context, um, so reasonably recently, um, my mum died. And in the same year, my brother-in-law died. And both mm-hmm. of them, he was really quite young, and both of them had red hair. Both of them were smokers as well. And um, since then, I've kind of just compulsively been making paintings of people with red hair. And actually, I didn't even realise I was doing it until after I'd done a few of them. And my husband said, do you realise what you're doing? It's like, oh, my God. And I think so much of art is like that. I think so much of it is subconscious and there's this compulsion to make and it's only retrospectively that you look at it and think what mm-hmm. am I doing and I think sometimes you're working through things you're you're maybe conveying emotions or you're working through emotions yeah. um sharing emotions you know and I think um yeah that that's the latest body anyway is a, around that but they're not that'd be wrong to think that they're specific portraits because they none of them really look like my mom or my brother-in-law they're but they're kind of they could be seen as maybe um portraits of emotions or um uh, paul kerry kent who's an arts writer journalist he wrote about my recent show which mm-hmm. i had a solo show with aleph contemporary it was online and paul wrote about them and he said um that they're um, non-portraits of real people, if that makes sense. So they're about my mum, but they're not of her. Yeah. Or they're about loss, they're about grief, they're about remembering, they're about emotions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think when you look at figurative painting, it's mm. not so much a trend, but um, mm. 
it's what I found with artists. It's it. They're really understanding. It's it's an extension of the self. It's so that's a perfect expression. It's mm. you're drawing somebody else, but if even if you're drawing someone else, mm-hmm. it has your own sense of identity because it's you. It's your interpretation of that person, but it's also in your memory. So it 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 does make sense. It's coined your own phrase, but it's an observation of humanity. Mm. Um, that's right. And the other thing is, um, well, that's just made me think about Oscar Wilde, who said that every portrait that's painted with feeling is really a portrait of the artist. So, yeah, and also... Portrait of the art. Portrait of the artist. Yeah, Yours so, is very apt and perfect. Yeah, I think. And, um, and I also think that although they're about individual mm-hmm. feelings and emotions, because that emotion, for all those emotions that we all feel all the time, like, you know, mm-hmm. like grief you will go through that if you haven't already and we're all as human beings we will all go through those feelings so there's a kind of universality to it as well Mm -hmm. that I hope people will kind of recognize and be able to relate to um so it's not just so it is about me and from me but it's also I hope something that's universal that other people can Mm -hmm. recognize and relate to as well because we all go through the same things you know we'll go through those same emotions so Mm-hmm. Is there any? I'm trying to think of a follow up to this body of work. Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you wanted to add? Anything else to add? So it's an observ. It's an observation of your own personal feelings of the human condition. Um, did you? What were the kind of? I don't know if there's any other inspirations or feelings you had um, whilst creating the work because. It's, is it still a complete series? Is this it's com- not completed complete. series? Exactly. Maybe that's a better question. Is it a completed series? It's not complete. Exactly. So that's an interesting thing. It's, it's ongoing. still ongoing. Yeah. And I don't know Those when it will, will ever be. Maybe it will yeah. be on forever. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just... What would you call this? This is the newest body of work. This is the latest body of work. Yeah. Except that one was unre- This one was officially not that one, released. Yeah. That one there was released. There is newer stuff. There These is are new, not. There's, there's that's newer good stuff to in the studio. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So, so one that was yeah. that was of the newest yeah. series. I think that's good. I think that goes with what many people have said. Painting is a mood. We it's like mood dependent. Mood dependent. It's like that's why you mm-hmm. have like Picasso who had like. The blue mm. period you really think about it in that sense whereas in our history it's automatically been categorized um mm. into these different things mm. but for an artist it's like i'm going with what is ever on my mind what i'm expressing and then, and then it gets interpreted um that's quite interesting i like it that you work with different things is there any other is there a way is there a thinking of how you have their expressions because the expressions to me are the ones that are quite striking i think even the colors are a little bit dark. Well, now I understand the darkness of it. <laughs> now I understand the darkness. The colors are coming through. It's like with the expressions, like, is there anything you were conveying? Because some of them, the eye, you can see some of their eyes, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. They're a bit, they are, it is but a bit, there is a slight sadness, but the color contrast, it makes it, Mm. It has it, the, the color contrast. Mm. It makes it a bit happy as well. Mm. I don't know if there was any. What were your interpretations? I think that's a really interesting yeah. observation because I think if we're thinking about um, loss and grief and memories mm. and how our life works out, um, there are memories of people perhaps are complex and contradictory sometimes. So. Um, there's kind of gratitude that you knew that person but there's also sadness at the loss Mm -hmm. there's also remembering all the aspects of that person who was 
as complex as any other human being yeah. and you know funny and sometimes difficult and all those things so so yeah I think you're right I think there is mm-hmm. are conflicting things within the paintings and yeah. I think that's um I do think it's interesting that you have this red hair mm. as the continuity like this thing this thing that mm. loops it together <laughs> maybe it's yeah. like that's the element that's striking and like yeah. that, maybe that's the point because red hair is often like it's a very striking feature for anyone who has it um, and in art history, it's art kind history. of been oh, a, you that's know, an important part of what you know, yeah, think it's of. Not like many. It's, it's not, yeah. There's not many people that are like that. Yeah. Um, and so on to bonus questions mm-hmm. that we do for Cosimo, because mm-hmm. it's all about making art accessible, mm-hmm. sort of reaching to emerging artists, and we like to have mm-hmm. artist insights for any artists listening, mm-hmm. or for patrons or collectors as well. Um, what do you love most about being an artist if you can pick one it can be several but if you can pick Mm. one (laughs) just making the art just making the work I just it's I love it I mean Mm. I'm just compelled to do it and I love it I was here all over the bank holiday weekend because I've got a deadline coming up and I really have to work hard for that and um I mean I'm tired but it still doesn't feel like work because I would be doing it anyway whether there were deadlines or not deadlines do you know what I mean I just love making the work that's the best thing and when it goes well it's the best feeling in the world of course Mm -hmm. the the opposite to that is when it goes badly it's the worst feeling in the world which happens a lot but yeah make just making the work just yeah yeah. just creating yeah creating solving Mm -hmm. those problems and seeing what emerges on the canvas Mm -hmm. and yeah. Has art always been a form of therapy for you as far as with this recent work this can go back? Because it's interesting, we've done a lot of things about memory and nostalgia mm-hmm. and it's interesting, it really is like this sense of, for mm-hmm. one artist it was like a, this symbiotic relationship that she wants to impart between artist and, view, and viewer mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. they have their own subjective mm-hmm. ideas about what the story of the painting is, what, mm-hmm. what trauma or like mm-hmm. what memory or what nostalgia that invokes. Mm-hmm. But has art, when you're creating, has it always been therapy or just more recent? I honestly think if it was, I didn't recognise it. But I, I think that's, to, to answer that question, well, art therapy exists for a reason, yeah, doesn't it? It's a specific yeah. thing. However, so we acknowledge that. Yeah. However, as an artist, I don't think I ever for a minute thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. It was just something simply that I liked doing. Yeah. Um, and was... You know, there's something so sort of meditative about it and it takes you into a different space of thinking and I think when you're you know thinking about lots of things and you then you make the work when you whilst you're making the work you can't think of all those other things so in a way there's something a bit zen about it or a bit meditative so there's that but I don't think I ever for a minute thought this is therapy I still don't think it is I'm surprised that it is yeah. all I all I know is that I feel I enjoy making it I've always made it I always will make it I'm compelled to make it if there's some sort of therapy there, then that's great, but yeah. that was never an intention. Yeah. But it, you know, having said that, we know art therapy exists for a reason, so there we are, maybe it yeah. all comes together somehow. I was yeah. wondering, yeah, and with um, artistic influences, this goes back to still art making, or we can go with what you love about them. Did you draw from any? It's okay. Don't worry yes, about it. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> um, I see. Do I I'm trying to think. Oh, do yeah. you draw from any artistic influences, or do you have any? Did you have any inspirations? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as an artist, I'm fascinated by art history. 
I remember my daughter when she was little and she said, please, mommy, no more art galleries. You know, that, constant, that, was, that was like me. Yeah. <laughs> I work in this world. <laughs> constantly looking at art. Um, I suppose it off, off the top of my head, um, Marlene Dumas. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, I love her work, especially her inks, but also she, her inks and her oils as well. I mean, she's mm-hmm. an amazing female artist. Um, Alice Neal fantastic I mean just beautiful and again a female artist um, doing on both of those people doing similar subjects to me Chantal Joffe mm-hmm. I mean I adore her work she's just amazing um, yeah that's sort of three off the top of my head anyway. I do ask this question mm-hmm. purposely not yeah. just because also your work is quite ima- I call it imaginative this is my own interpretation mm-hmm. quite imaginative so mm-hmm. it's hard to not I'm not drawing certain mm-hmm. connections to the different artists it's great mm-hmm. to have them as more inspiration but mm-hmm. I'm like that as women artists mm-hmm. you name other women artists because as I was having a conversation it's interesting that we have these inequalities with women artists in the art world, but Still. whenever I ask this question, mm. I've noticed that it's not in any fault, mm. but women will often name male artists, and it's interesting. Which is fine. That's but but they'll name yeah. but they'll name like people yeah. like Warhol or some of yeah. great people, great or yeah. are, are notable artists because mm. those are the people in our history. Mm. Mm. But that's interesting mm. <laughs> that you name. No, it's always it women. Well. Yeah, there's yeah. Marie Marie Laurencin as well. Mm-hmm. French artist, I love her. Um, I'm trying to think of the others, I haven't got. Yeah. I think that's a great list. I yeah. think that's really. Um, yeah. um, touching on before we go to like more of the least like least favorite things in the mm. art world and everything. Um, why did you always focus? Why 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 did you focus on women as subjects or what? Is, do you have any other things that really make you compelled to be and not just because you're a woman? Again, it's. Because it's so instinctive, it's really difficult to answer that. But I think I think for, that's a good I think answer. we sort of maybe already answered it in that I just feel compelled to do that. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. I really I, you know, to keep kind of in touch with like to be authentic. I almost don't want to analyze it too much. I just mm-hmm. want to do it. You've got to kind of be in touch with yourself and just do what you want to do. I found a book that I'd made when I was twelve, and it was kind of similar things. I was doing it then. I mean, I have done other. I've done landscapes and I've done you know I've done all sorts of things over the years but I come back to this um it's just it's what I want to do mostly and that's it mm-hmm. it's as sort of simple as that I think I really believe that you've got to to be authentic or the be- or the not that you've got to be the best art I think or the most relatable art comes when you are authentic and you're just in touch with what you want to do and you're doing it because you want to do it yeah and that's it. You shut everything. This nothing else matters. So this is what I want to do. Yeah. I'd be doing this if I was with a gallery or not with a gallery. If I was paid or not paid, I would be doing this. I think that's yeah. the truth. I think auth- mm. no authenticity is very key in anything mm. that people do. Mm. Um, I think I don't know. You can make the argument that it's something that women, women's voices, their authentic voices. I think that's what needs to be heard in the world <laughs> the most so if we can push that their perspective their world it's a very very unique perspective as well for all women mm. <laughs> all women all women all for all mm. all women i think mm. it needs to have this well-rounded ex- uh, mm. well-rounded perspective and experience and mm. needs to be shared 
That is very good. Mm. I think instinctual is good. Authenticity. Mm. Mm. That's perfect. Vital. Yeah. <laughs> as much as women are, it is. Um, I think it's pointless unless you are. I, honestly, it's pointless unless you're going to be authentic. That's what I feel. That's true. It's taken me a while to, you know, to kind of acknowledge that and realise that. But I think it's absolutely vital. Did yeah. you find as you've gone in your career as an artist mm. um, that the best thing to do is make work that you love? Did you ever fall yes. into trends that you said, I have to sell, or do I have to do I think this? You, yeah, I think you can be pressured by people to do that. Um, certainly, that's part. It's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's and very things, easy to say, but yeah. it's very easy to say, be authentic. Yeah. But Yeah, it's all part of the journey, yeah. and you, at various times, have to be flexible and do things that maybe you wouldn't want to do, really, but mm-hmm. you might be part of a course you're doing, might be part of what a gallery wants you to do, or what, you know, you might be looking at influenced by what other people are doing and all those things are valid completely valid parts of your artistic journey you know you have to do them sometimes but at the end of the day I suppose what I'm saying is that I've come to the conclusion that the best work comes when it's just from your heart I agree yeah (laughs) grounds from this are very authentic place I think that's a good advice for any any person working at the moment not even in the arts um Okay, so now we're on to these least favorite questions. You can tread carefully, if not, uh-huh. but <laughs> tread carefully. Um, answer however you would like. Um, what would maybe be your least favorite thing about, let's say, the art world? Mm-hmm. If you could list. Mm-hmm. You can tread carefully if you want. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we touched on it already, and yeah. I think it's the sexism, you know, the inequality. And um, when I was doing my master's, part of that... Uh, I had to do a project and actually give a presentation uh, and it was about sexism in the art world and actually as someone who, I mean I'm quite switched on about things like that because you know I went to LSE and I've done research I was, even I was shocked at how bad it is and you know there's been some inroads but there's some terrible statistics about how bad it is in the art world even now, that's not, you know, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about 50 years ago either. I mean, I think in one thing to know is that in the art, in art schools, women make up, I thought it's 60 or 70% of art students. It's a lot. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's, we way outnumber the men. So it's like, they're quite happy to take our money off us for that. But then when we're out in the world, we're, our participation is hugely reduced. Um, and so we're only in, you know, m- far fewer shows than them, far fewer representations in galleries. Um, I was looking at some the other day. The National Gallery, which has 2,000 works, do you know how many it has by women? 16 or something. 24. I was so close. 24. I was being super pessimistic. Yeah. They wait, we make up, in all the top galleries, all the big galleries, we make up like 7% of art in top galleries. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, there's just some horrific, horrific um, figures, really, mm-hmm. of, of women, of artists represented by galleries. Now I'm talking about commercial galleries, not the National Gallery. Commercial gallery, contemporary commercial galleries now mm-hmm. in Europe and North America. Only 13.7% of living artists are women. 
this isn't this isn't around you know yeah. now this was from like last year or something like i think before. it's still two percent mm. that make up like the top tier art market yeah i don't think that statistic has You're really right. changed yes two percent yes yeah. it still really hasn't changed <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's just um it's usually repeat sellers too like yeah. yokosama yeah exactly um, Jenny Savile. Jenny Savile, she most recent, like, yeah. as in that was a few years mm. ago, like, most recently. She's still, I I call her young, but, mm. like, she's still, like, yeah. relatively young, relatively yeah. young. She's still, yeah, in my yeah. career, she's still relatively young, but, yeah. like, she broke that barrier. Yeah. That is very good. Speaking of, they could talk a lot about inequalities, but because you have this perspective, being a woman, a same business, mm. I like to ask this, and also in the art world, is there any... Did you find that I know, there were more inequalities maybe in the business world or versus the art world or was it virtually I was never the same? in the business world. So I did sociology. Then you I went to LSE. I, I was also in studied, academia, sorry. I know, but yeah, I studied yeah. a little bit. I did yeah. like summer programs yeah. at LSE, so I'm yeah. familiar with the campus and yeah. some of the faculty. Yeah. Um, and I loved, it's like a lovely school. But did you ever have any experience with, what was your experience maybe working or just studying, res- did studying res- in either um, fields? Oh, da, 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 da. that's hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's really bad. If I'm honest, I think it's, it's of course, we know sexism is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I would honestly say it's worse in the arts, in all the other things that's that I've interesting. done. I try to work that out. I try to kind of think, why would that be? And I think it's because in the arts, we're not used to being sort of quantifying things and counting things, yeah? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you worked in a bank and you could say there are X number of women in this bank an X number on the board and we need to change that so it's not fair you can count them it's very and it's very it's very easy to um, it's objectively their qualifications can be the same as another as a man so you can you can objectively say they're just as good as a man so why aren't we giving them the job it's easy to do mm-hmm. and in fact it's done in the banking world you know they probably haven't achieved parity but they try to in the arts they can get away with saying, well, it's a meritocracy, it's, you know, um, they're not just not good enough, it's all subjective, it's like I don't like their work. There's no, it's very difficult to have an objective measure and that is open to, that system is open to abuse mm-hmm. and indeed it is abused because otherwise why are we making up 60 or 70% of, of the art schools and then getting yeah. just crumbs when we come out? The, the system is, is you know, it's, it's very difficult to police that sort of system mm-hmm. because it's it's so um, open. And, of course, it you know, you can argue, well, it needs to be open, it's about creativity. Yes, of course it does. Of course mm-hmm. it needs to be open. But I think we could, we could take it seriously and we could have measures, put measures in place to make it better for women. We yeah. could, which is not too, you know. What would be system. the measures that you would think? I don't um, know. That's what I was asking. How, how do you thought about? Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, in the art world. Oh, we okay. could. Oh, well, I think you know. I think just people who are putting on exhibitions. Every exhibition they put on, they could look and say, "I'm so sick of looking and seeing all men in an exhibition." Yeah. yeah. Or you know, seventy or eighty percent men and a few women thrown in. You know, so why aren't we aiming for fifty-fifty? Yeah. Why aren't I we? Think that's very every easy to every do. exhibition <laughs> that we put on, we should any of us. And I'm talking from the top to the bottom, yeah. Yeah. We should be th- looking for parity. 
And I'm thinking also about, um, you know, it's not just about sexism, but there's racism and things like that as well. We should be trying to achieve parity and we should be thinking about it and working towards it. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying we're going to do it overnight, but, you know. I think that's very true. I thought we should have a ha I had at one point, I had an idea. We should have a hashtag. So every time we see an exhibition that's all men or mostly men, sort of like, where are the women? Wait, that's such a where good hashtag, women? where are the women? I, <laughs> hashtag, where I have are to the look women? if that's not taken up yet. Yeah. That's a good hashtag. Where are they? I'm serious. <laughs> start using the where well, are the women. Because I tell you what, we're all here. We're here. Yeah, this right. is where we are. We're here and we're working. But yeah. And, there are so, yeah, and there are so many variety of factors, but I always like the idea of having, like, it's active consciousness about mm. when you're making a roster of artists, like, mm. cu curators mm. should listen, hopefully. Mm. Like, you should be thinking, I always like to think about any time I put together any type of board or group, mm. I think about this, mm. this ratio. And I think, for me, I don't know why. For me, that's obvious, but I, it, it may be not as obvious. Mm. There's probably sales that go into it as well. Who's mm. going to sell? Who's going to... Well, now you don't know what. There mm. probably is, but it is sexism. Mm. And it's like... It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Um, with... Um, uh, one more thought. It'll come back to mm -hmm. me about sex... About male, <laughs> men and women in the art world. But... Um, should we, do you want to do the other one? Is there... Okay, is there mm. one thing that you wish... As an artist, people are. Mm -hmm. Is there one thing that mm -hmm. you wish people in the art world knew about being an artist? Um, people in the art world. People in the art so, world. So I'm an artist. So do you mean like create curators or? Yeah. Maybe or? it would be that goes. And then now that question goes with the one preceding because that is sexism. I mean, honestly, I think that's what I wish yeah. they knew. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's so. like, do you realize how hard it is? First of all, we're juggling all the caring stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then. I remember actually go and then um we have to contend with with mm -hmm. the sexism as well so i would like them to know that that we're here and we're perfectly you know we're just as good as the men and mm -hmm. so i think also with keep an eye on yeah keep an eye on quotas so. i remember this so this goes with more anecdotal questions but i know just having friends who are women artists when approaching galleries or you're seeking mm. gallery representation, um, was were there any personal anecdotes you found about being a woman working in the gallery world? Or was that something in your mind when you were seeking out gallery representation was such mm. like that they actively put in mm. work to elevate the voices of women artists, that that's at the forefront of their minds? Well, one of my galleries is um, both of my galleries actually were run by women, which is really amazing. That's good so I to feel note. very sort of, um, I want to be really supportive of both of them. Yeah. Um, and both of them are definitely, and one of them is only has women artists. It's called Tarte Gallery, and mm -hmm. they only have women artists. Now I'm so, understanding the name. So that's amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other one, um, which is Aleph Contemporary, is, you know, she is very aware of, of the problem of for women artists so she you know does her absolute best as mm -hmm. well so both of those are women working really hard mm -hmm. to make things right yeah, yeah. yeah did you ever have any sort of some some any like anxieties or just things about operating in the art world or like i think for some women maybe i don't know if, i don't know there's some like lack of self-confidence sometimes approaching a gallery approaching a different people when you're networking have you ever found that as well and i think that's also what 
not separates men, male artists, yeah. and women artists, male artists. It's not even generalizing. I think it is true. They are more comfortable with going for things. <laughs> going for things. They have this attitude because it's been ingrained. Did you ever find that? I think, I think you've, you've just given a very good explanation yeah. of how it is. <laughs> I was wondering yes. if you've experienced yes. that because I know it's a, it's a very universal yes, sentiment for every people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have experienced yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's also the yeah. setback of it as well. Yeah. But that's what I was wondering. It's yeah. good to know when you're looking for things mm. if the curation with Mm. galleries you're working with I think that's good to keep Mm. in the forefront of your mind Mm. if that's something you believe in you should stick Mm -hmm. hopefully find what it's not always Mm. ideal like you Mm. just want gallery representation Mm. but it's good to have those principles Mm. in mind um so we're gonna go for artist artist um yeah the question artist artist is there any advice that you can impart onto any aspiring artist emerging artist Mm -hmm. um who are making this decision to kind of choose this career path? Mm-hmm. Um, on a practical level, I'd probably say you're probably going to need a day job unless you have family money. <laughs> Seriously. That was um, a very honest answer. It's we all have practical. to get it. You know, you've yeah. got to be, have a roof over your head and food to eat. And so you're probably going to have a day job. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea. And um, then the advice, I think, yeah, be true to yourself. It, this, it takes time. You're in it for the long haul. Like it's a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. And you're going to kind of change along the way. Try and be true to yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. Try and have, try and have self confidence in your work at least. If nothing else, just mm-hmm. self confidence. Believe in your work because you know you're the one who's making it. So you have every right to believe in it. It's your work. It's come from your heart. So have confidence in what you're making um yeah and do i don't think too much about when you're making work don't think too much about oh is this going to get into this gallery is this going to get into this show shall i make this for this show i think if you do that then you you're losing your authenticity and as i say i just believe that that's really important to make meaningful work both to yourself and to other people so i could give you an example um when I finished my MA and I'd done what we just talked about, that workshop of research about women in the arts, and through that I came across these, do you know George Bazalitz, obviously? Mm-hmm. Um, rich, white, old, powerful George Bazalitz in the art world, and he said repeatedly that women can't paint. I mean, he didn't just say it once, but he said it again and again. And it was, I was just thought at the time, you know, if he said that in any other world, if he, if he said that in, if it was a lawyer who said that women can't do law or, or a powerful one, you know, someone in position of power, he would be in trouble for doing that. Mm-hmm. But because it's in the arts, again, just got away with it. Nobody said anything. It was always me great. It was just George being George, whatever. And at the same time, I was thinking, my little girl, listening to that now i can listen to that and think you're just wrong but you know these little my daughter and her little friends listening to that guy saying repeatedly women can't paint and one of them wants to be an artist Mm -hmm. and i just thought god that's so wrong it's so wrong it's wrong that uh, you know he can say what he wants but there's the fact that nobody in the art world he wasn't criticized for it yeah there were no consequences it doesn't matter if you replace that with any other group of people and see how it sounds, yeah. if it wasn't women yet, exactly. it was so bad. So anyway, so what I did was, with that in my mind, I thought, 
There are so many amazing women artists. So I painted all of them with in inks. I made yeah. these ink painting drawings, ink drawings of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I was going to do with them. I just wanted to do them. I thought, well, there's you know, Tracy Emin and Chantal Joffe and um, oh, I can't even remember who they all were now. But I did about tw I did I did probably thirty or forty of them. And then in the end, I thought, what am I going to do with them? I thought, I know, I'm going to make them into a book. I used to make books when I was a kid. I'm going to make a book. So I made a book from scratch. You know, I kind of um, bought material, made the backing, and put it all together, like a concertina book. Mm -hmm. And I had this beautiful object with all these. So I had to cut them down to 26 because it couldn't make it any bigger than that. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, uh, I wasn't thinking when I made it, oh, this will be in this show, or this will do whatever. I just wanted to make it. Again, that compulsion. It's like, well, women can pay. And I called it for FAO, for the attention of George Bazalitz. <laughs> where did, and, I, and I wrote it. Was this for your show? And then where did you show that? Yeah. I did show it. Yeah. Well, then the Gerwood Drawing Prize, as it was then, were okay. called for entries. Yeah, and I know. thought, I'll put it, I'll see if it'll go. And, and it was accepted. Into, it was mm -hmm. shortlisted for the Gerwood Drawing Prize, yes. the big exhibition. And that it went on show and it, exhibit, it were, uh, toured the country and it was bought by a collector. Amazing. And so what I'm saying is, it's like do what's in your heart and don't think about where it's going to be because it will find it it will find its place yeah yeah it will go into circulation see that's the idea of going into circulation yeah. this idea of creating yeah. from passion and then yeah. it resonates with someone i think the important yeah. thing is if you you're creating something the reason why i find this the topic is just not even women it's just when you start talking about inequalities it's something that as women start working or mm. just if you're a mother mm. and you're or you have another, you know, you're mm. working in another passion and what have you. It's mm. something that everyone can relate to, all women, in mm. fact, all races, mm. all, mm. It, they have these different perspectives, but in mm. some way, like, you, at one point, mm. have felt angered, you felt mm. <laughs> undermined, you mm. felt unheard, and that's why I think art is a good expression, I mean, art is a really good expression mm. for that, because mm. you're taking your inner voice, you're elevating it in some sort of colorful form. So it's good to understand our history. So that's why it's good. Mm. Hopefully your daughter now. Mm. Has, <laughs> I don't know if she has a passion for her, but I think I never really, I, interestingly enough, like I only got into this world, like I got into this art world just because my parents took me to all the galleries, but I didn't like contemporary art at all. And so <laughs> I, no, I, and yeah, I used to yeah. tell my parents, I used to tell my mom, I was like, like it's not art if it's not in a, in a frame mm. and so my mm. mother bought me like an inflatable mm. gold frame mm. as a joke <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> but yeah and then but I think long story short like understanding our history helped me appreciate mm. art a bit because yes. you're learning about yes. it you're dissecting this yes. thing yeah. then there's problems with our history now mm. <laughs> 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 now it's all now that's thrown out the window <laughs> you want to bring sexism in it um, but okay, I think that's really important. Is there a last any third? Was there a third thing you wanted to add about or self confidence? About any other insights? Um, just believe in yourself. Believe and don't, in yourself. And don't give up. I was gonna ask about how you mm. more business advice, but mm. is there any insight about that as far as because you are a working artist? I am a working artist. Um, I think. Um, get a day job because it's inconsistent and mm -hmm. I do sell my work but it's it's hard to it would be hard if you have a mortgage to pay mm -hmm. to rely on that so um, also the day job will take the financial pressure off so you can 
-hmm. also be creative you know yeah and looking back is there anything that you wish you, uh, you would tell yourself younger artists versus now about your career about yeah about looking about your career thus far and any advice you would impart to that younger self um just do it okay don't give up and um, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be too swayed by other people's opinions. You'll get a lot of opinions, both through in art school and in crits that you'll do in your studios and through all sorts of people who are willing to give an opinion about your work. Mm -hmm. And listen to them all, mm -hmm. but remember it's your work and you're doing it for you and you decide, you need to decide what you need to be doing and what's best for you. Yeah. So uh, don't be too swayed. Stick to your stick to your guns really if you really believe in your work yeah um yeah and just start you know if you're thinking oh i want to start this project and um it's not, not the right time it's like just start anything creative just start because mm -hmm. in a year's time you'll think oh, i wish i'd started that project or you know because i've done other projects um to do with, like big ones like of one thousand more than a thousand little drawings and things and um so you've got to start somewhere, so just start. If you have yeah. an idea, just start. You might abandon it, but at least you've got to just, just do it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice? And then also, for the final-ish question, mm. because it'll be a good opportunity, mm. if you have any future projects or exhibitions coming up, mm -hmm. do you have any ones that you'd like to share mm -hmm. about your future, your future projects, your mm -hmm. exhibitions? Um, I've got a three-person show coming up with Aleph Contemporary, mm -hmm. um, and that's in May. Uh, middle of May and that will be at the Bindery in Hatton Garden um, so I'm looking forward to that and that's why I'm working really hard towards that at the minute mm -hmm. and um, apart from yeah, I've been shortlisted for the Royal Academy this year so let's hope it gets in I don't know <laughs> but it's nice to be on the shortlist anyway um, and yeah that's it I'm mainly working towards that one in May it's really yeah, mm -hmm. and that's it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Oh, I also, oh. sorry, I also have work with Tart Gallery currently, which yes. is online, and um, I'm making oh, more good. work to okay. for them. You yeah. love online exhibitions, online they're great. Okay. That's with Tart Gallery, yes. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Fiona. Oh, sorry, and I also have oh. another oh. one. <laughs> sorry, this is a lot. Sorry. In... Um, uh, it's an exhibition which is going to be in Wales with LLE Gallery. They were we had the exhibition. The original exhibition was in Kingsgate Project Space, um, and then that will travel to Wales, um, and that's with LLE Gallery. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. One. Okay, yeah. great. That's really no. That's encouraging to know. Oh. So that's is that all the project? That's it. I, I okay. Think, yeah. Just for this, but just for yeah. these, just for the next few months, just yeah. this year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> More to come. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Fiona, G. You're Roberts, welcome. for being here and um, for having this discussion. Um, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> Super. Thank you so much. Really okay. enjoyed it.